GDS Stories is a community podcast conversation collection aimed at recording and preserving the stories of Georgetown Day School, illuminating the history, culture, and enduring mission of our school. Today, we'll be hearing from Judy Brown and Lisa Rauschart, two history teachers at GDS, about their friendship, weekly walks, and how they've supported each other as teachers and as friends. I am Judy Brown. I teach fifth graders American history, and this is my 18th year at GDS. I'm Lisa Rauschart, and I teach high school history, uh, American history, and a bunch of other histories. But I started out actually teaching in the middle school, and I've been here longer than Judy. I started in 1991, the 91-92 school year. Let's start with how the two of you met each other. Can you both speak about how you first met and what your first impressions of each other were? I really think that we met, um, the school used to have cross-divisional meetings by department, and I think that's how we met, don't you, Lisa? I was actually thinking, I, I thought of something else, because, I mean, Judy and I were never in the same building at the same time. I had already moved to the high school by the time Judy came, so I, we weren't colleagues in the same building, you know, back in the day. What I remember is that Judy sent an email to the high school history department to tell us that John Hope Franklin was going to speak at Politics and Prose. And Politics and Prose is a local bookstore that's kind of legendary, and they have speakers almost every night. And I wrote back to her and said, yes, I know. I've already made arrangements with my students to, to go. And so kind of that's how I remember that. And then you know, we were there, and she was there, and then, you know, we started talking on email. And Oh, my goodness. Judy, I had always <laughs> admired John Hope Franklin as a historian, was excited that I would get to see him live. But Judy had a long history with him personally and, and in her family. So that was that's that was my memory of, of how we... Uh, oh, uh, wow. I didn't even think about that, but... <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then we made connections because we are in the same department that we would see each other the first few years that we knew each other. That was about the only interaction we would have would be when we had these cross-divisional meetings, yeah. as I referred to earlier. But the whole, oh my gosh, I just had totally forgotten about the John <laughs> Franklin <laughs> Not the event, but that I had emailed the history teachers about it. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't know why. I remember it so clearly because I had already arranged with students, and we used to, like, go grab something to eat and then go to the, the event. So it was really nice. Tell me now about what it is about each other that has made it so easy for you to be friends for so long and share all these experiences. We're going to get to the weekly walks. But what was it about each other that allowed your friendship to blossom? Uh, I don't know anyone who knows as much about Washington, D.C. as Lisa. And 
you can ask her or or bring up anything about the city, and she knows about it. And not only the wealth of knowledge that she has, but the, the resources that she takes advantage of to bring to her students and the events that she takes her students to. Like she just mentioned the Politics and Prose event, but you name it, and, and Lisa has done it with her students, just teacher extraordinaire. No. <laughs> but don't ask me anything about DC right now. Um. And I don't even remember how we started walking. No, I couldn't remember either. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, you know, and I was I was trying to think, and I know that that sometimes I would walk in like early mornings before mm-hmm. school started, and I must have somehow mentioned it to you. Evidently, like, I, can't, I don't, it, it had to have been a very casual conversation, and yeah. and we started walking in the neighborhood that is near our campus, and on weekends, we would walk on the track at a a park that's about halfway between where Lisa and I live. And we walk and talk and walk and talk um, about school and uh, current events. And in the summer, we walk every day. So Mm -hmm. pretty much, you know, unless one of of us is away. But um, yes. And in the summer, we will meet when we know it's going to be really hot. We've met as early as 630 in the morning yep. on the weekends. Oh, <laughs> we're both early risers. so Yeah, and we're both at school pretty early, yes. too. Mm-hmm. I think with Judy, like, the walking is, is great, but the talking is even better because, like, <laughs> we, we talk about everything. You know, we talk about what's going on at school. We talk about, like, kids we had in common and, you know, how much we appreciate them. And I have to say, you know, I've, GDS is not the first school I, I've taught at, but it's the only school where when teachers get together to talk about students, they're always talking about what's great about that kid. Mm -hmm. And Judy would have someone, I'd have them like four or five years later or six years later. And, and, you know, we could kind of delight over the kid or talk about family. And a few years ago, I actually had a bout with cancer and Mm -hmm. Judy was just like always there, so supportive. You know, she would bring me food. And even when I, you know, couldn't walk, you know, she'd come over and and we could talk. So like it was, it's walking and talking, but it's it's something even more than that, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to say, I I feel like I have a bond with Lisa like I don't have with anyone else at the school. I am yeah. very close with my other fifth grade colleagues, but it's a different type of bond. And I've never really thought about that until just now. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. We have lots of great colleagues. But yeah, and I, I don't know. That's really um, nice, yeah. One of the things that Lisa has done, and and I have tried to participate in this every time she's asked me. Lisa, well, I'll let you speak about it, Lisa. Most years, I will do like a panel of parents, teachers who remember 1968, and they come in and share their memories. It started years ago when a colleague of mine, I was asking her about 1968, and she said, oh yeah, 1968, that was the year we thought the country wouldn't go on. And it just struck me as like, 
this is something that I think students could hear. And, and so it's been really interesting to hear everyone's yeah. different experiences. And Judy has had some really interesting experiences around. And one of the things I've really enjoyed when I've participated is seeing some of the students who Lisa is teaching in that particular year who I had several years before as fifth graders, and mm-hmm. I see how mature they've become, and, and it's just the, the interaction is just always so positive and rewarding for me, and likewise, I hope, for the students. Well, you know, you see it because whether Judy's coming to campus to be on that panel or if we're meeting on campus to walk and a, a high school student sees her, you, you actually see them light up. It's really excellent. They get so excited when they see her. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> I think I light up, too, when I see yeah. her. <laughs> yeah, what a nice through line to be able to see where your students develop. And on, on the flip side for you, Lisa, to get a preview of some of the students you might inherit in a few years. And so I, I want to ask you both about yourselves as teachers. And can you speak to what you admire about each other? whether that's as individuals or as teachers as well? I know that Lisa, as an undergrad, went to GW, Lisa? Georgetown. Georgetown. And, you know, when she first told me that when she came to Washington, she wanted to know the city, and so she would take the city but different buses to all parts of the city, and she knows all of the bus routes. She just... You know, when I spoke about her wealth of knowledge, I'm not just talking about book knowledge, um, just putting her, going out of her way to contact people. She has speakers all the time who have come to the school over the years. And, you know, she does professional development every summer. And just knowing that she's not satisfied with just what's going on now. She's looking toward what she going to do in the future with her students and making sure that they're exposed to as much outside of the classroom as they are in the classroom. It's just remarkable. I haven't ever known a teacher to do as much extra as Lisa. Well, I think Judy does a fair amount <laughs> also, just in, in terms of like learning is so much more about what's in the book. And for me, whether that translates into actually going out of the classroom or bringing in someone into the classroom or seeing the importance in things, the small things that maybe are not in the book at all. But with Judy, there is this kind of reverence for all kinds of learning. And and we can talk about it because she also teaches American history. I mean, I I can remember conversations we've had about the, the circle forts in Washington and taking her kids over to look at a fort that's near where the school is, Fort Reno. But I also think her very high standards that she has for kids, that she she meets them where they are and, and kind of takes them to this place they never thought they could go, which has just equipped them so well to kind of go to the next level and then come up to the high school. I think that's pretty amazing. And it's probably why the kids still get so excited to see her. And one of the things, and I'm I'm sure Lisa will agree, I never thought, well, 
I don't know if Lisa will agree on this part because she probably has no idea I'm about to say this, <laughs> but I never thought that I would enjoy teaching history. I cannot think of any history teacher I had who made it exciting and made it interesting. And I think that that is so important. I mean, you could lose a student easily if you didn't make it really if you didn't show a passion for the subject. That is so important. And I know that Lisa does that. I was so excited just the other day. My students had an assignment to read a document I had created about Harriet Tubman. Every Wednesday, the middle school students have asynchronous assignments, so they don't have classes. And every other week, history is one of the three subjects that they have work to do. So on Thursday, this past Thursday, the two classes that I taught, we went over the document that they had to read and answer some questions for on Wednesday. And they were to pretend that they were in the 1850s and what questions would they want to ask Harriet Tubman if they had a chance to interview her. Well, the very day they were working on that assignment, there was an article in the Washington Post about an archaeologist who had been working with a team for several months, and they were pretty sure that they found artifacts that were possibly on the location where Harriet Tubman's home was mm -hmm. in Dorchester County, Maryland. I mean, it was, it, it could not have been, I mean, what are the chances of that happening, that this article wow. was in the paper the same day that they were working on this assignment? So when I read the article to the students on Thursday, I was so excited, and, and some of them were saying, oh, that would be a great place for us to go. And one of my students told me that her family was going to go to that Harriet Tubman Museum on Saturday, and she sent me an email today with pictures that she took from there. So I haven't uh -huh. even opened the pictures yet. But, you know, just to know that you have that kind of an impact, that's what makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I totally agree. So on that theme, I want to talk a little more broadly now about GDS specifically. And what is it you enjoy about working there? And what is it about the school that allows you to make these connections with your students and have these kind of above and beyond experiences like Judy, you just described, make teaching feel so worthwhile? One of the main factors is that we don't have to follow a set curriculum. We have complete autonomy to, to develop what we want to teach the students. And, you know, we don't have to follow a textbook. We don't have to follow standards of learning as in public school system. And that's one of the great features about working at, at GDS. All of us are very devoted to social justice. And this year, that has been the focus, I mean, for everyone at the school, not just the teachers, but everyone. And I can't say that that's the case everywhere, but it certainly is at, at GDS, and your voice is heard. I mean, no place is perfect, but 
I just feel more than any place else I've ever worked or talking to colleagues at other schools, I feel very blessed to be at GDS for for that reason. Yeah, I would agree with Judy. There's a level of excitement on the part of the teachers that has not been in my experience either. When I, I went to public school myself, and you know, I definitely remember the teachers running out to beat the buses. And at GDS, people come early, they stay late, and you know, they they build relationships with students that I think also can get both teachers and students excited about what we're both learning. Mm-hmm. I think at its best, when you're in the classroom, we're kind of all learning together. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a student may say something and might be a way of connecting the dots that I hadn't thought about before or, or nobody's thought about it before. And, it, and it's just right. so exciting. Mm-hmm. And our students want to learn. I mean, I have... I just can't even tell you how many classes I've had, how many lessons I've taught that we didn't finish what I had in my plan for the day, but that's okay because their questions kept coming and just to feel their energy and see their excitement and, you know, just their minds are, they want to absorb as much as they can. That is just so rewarding. Yeah, I always say, like, our goal is really to get students leaving our classes with more questions than they had coming in. You know, and I think that's true at every level. Mm-hmm. What have the two of you learned during your time at GDS, either about yourselves, each other, or broadly the art of teaching? Ooh, as a teacher, you're always learning. Mm-hmm. And if you stop learning, then you no longer should be a teacher. You have yep. to be willing to to do the work to prepare for your students. You can't just wing it and hope it goes well. Um, trying to think how else I can say it, but but you know, education is life experience, and I just feel as though I mean I know plenty of people not at GDS necessarily who really should not be teaching, and because they don't necessarily have the the passion you that you have to have that and you know i'm going to go back on what i just said i i feel very i'm trying to think of the adjective it's it's very humbling to teach now that i think about it i i just feel as though all of the teachers i know at gds are passionate about their job yeah and every year is different. I mean, some more than others, but, you know, for the most part, I mean, the teacher who is the advisor next door to me is chair of the performing arts in the lower middle school. And we've talked more this year than ever. And the connections we've made between history and music, he has sent me videos of different choruses. And, you know, I've told him about my history lessons. And so we've just made connections that way. And just the excitement that we both have when we talk about these things. The same thing when I talk to the math teachers. People are just seem to be genuinely passionate about working at our school. 
Yeah, we have a real chance to kind of bounce ideas off one another that mm-hmm. ends up making whatever we're thinking about better. Like if we're, mm. you know, we have a new idea for a lesson and we can run it by whoever's in the office and say, well, what do you think about that? Or, yeah. you know, we could build something together and I have some ideas and, you know, the person sitting next to me has some ideas and we always end up with something that's better because we're all kind of working on it together. Yes. And I don't think you get that at every school, you know, where people may hold their ideas close to their chest or mm-hmm. they don't really want to share. But right. GDS is not like that. Yeah, and obviously that must make the experience so much more exciting for the students as well. So finally, taking into account everything we've discussed, your years working together, your years at GDS, what would you like to say to those listening right now about everything you've gained from GDS during the time there, both for yourselves and through the friendship that you two share? Such a big question. I guess it would be like for everyone just needs to stay curious, like never think you have all the answers, whether it's about history or about teaching or pedagogy or other people. I think at best, that's who we are. We're people who are curious. Right. And I think that for me, probably in the last few years, and I have started teaching many, many years before I came to GDS, and I don't really think I really made the connection between bringing the past and connecting it to current events Mm -hmm. as much as I have in the last few years. Truly, you know, what is engraved on the front of the National Archives, what is past is prologue. In order to understand what is going on now or to be able to think about what may happen, you have to know about the past and what brought us to where we are now. And that is what I really enjoy about mm-hmm. teaching history. That's such a lovely sentiment. And you can always learn. Always, never, never, mm-hmm. never stop learning. Because <laughs> there's always something else to discover, you know. Mm-hmm.